Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed, and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello, Dietitian Boss. In today's episode, I want to share with you how you can use Instagram strategically to set goals to increase sales in your business. Now, this episode will be helpful whether you already use Instagram or whether you want to use Instagram, but you need more direction. I'm going to break down for you what it looks like to set a goal and how you can move forward faster after reflecting on some of the aspects that we will discuss today. So firstly, when it comes to Instagram, just like anything, Instagram is a tool. And so we want to make sure that you've set some boundaries for this tool and you're using this tool strategically to support your business goals. So I want you to take a moment and think about where you're at right now. Where do you want to be? So if you're zero clients, you might want to you know, make your first couple sales. Or if you're already enrolling clients, you might want to consistently reach a goal or you might want to ramp up to the next goal in your business. So I can give a few hypotheticals and the first step you want to do is set a goal. So I'm going to give two examples. One goal could be you want to make $500 a month reoccurring and you want to leverage social media, specifically Instagram, to help generate interest. And the other goal could be that you want to increase your email list by 20%. And you're using Instagram specifically to drive traffic to get people to download a free guide that you've created to help build your email list. And the benefits of that include that you own your email list where you don't necessarily own a social media platform. So it's good to have multiple touch points that you have for your clients and that you have an area that you are renting or borrowing. And that would be social media and then an area that you own and that's your email list. So that's... If you're interested, we can do a whole other episode on email list and list building specifically. We've definitely talked about it before. If there's interest, I'll discuss it again. So I'm giving you... Those are two ideas of goals. Now, if you're thinking that both of those sound lofty, right? one goal was to make $500 consistently by driving traffic through Instagram. And the second goal was to increase your email list by 20%. Let me give a third goal just for those of you that might feel intimidated. And that might be to make your first sale from Instagram, meaning that somebody finds you from social media, from Instagram, and they're going to purchase your product or service. In this scenario, we're going to just say it's going to be an online course that you've created. So if that's the case and you have either one of those goals, you want to pick one goal. So you don't want to get overzealous and pick too many. And then I want to challenge you and ask you when you're setting your goal to think about what does that mean to you? Why is it that you want this goal? So if you are trying to make your first sale, the question is, why are you building this business? Why is it important for you to make money? What do you want this business to look like? And you don't have to know all the answers, but if you have a few ideas as to the direction you're going in, that could be really helpful. And if you want to make $500 a month consistently, I would challenge and ask you to go deeper as well on that goal. And why did you choose 500 and not 250? And what is the product or service that you're offering at that time? Would that mean that you're selling 
two units of your product or service, or is $500 going to be the cost of one product or service that you're selling? And then for the last goal example, or actually it was a second goal that I gave as an example, increasing your email list, the question would be, how are you going to use your list? Are you going to be sending out emails to them regularly? Do you have a strategy with trying to drive traffic or trying to get people from your email list to purchase something, which is what most people try to do, right? Let's assume it's a product or a service. In this case, let's just go with a course. First things first, set a goal. I gave you three examples. Second aspect of the goal setting would be to really think about why you chose that goal and what that goal means to you. The more you can spend time thinking about your motivations and why you're doing what you're doing, you're going to have a better chance of sticking with that goal. Because if it were easy to make $500 consistently on Instagram, every single dietitian would be doing it. Right? It's going to take discipline. It's going to take strategy and it's going to take mindset for you to take a think when you're feeling like you want to compare yourself to your peers and you're feeling frustrated that you didn't make a sale or you're not sure why some posts got traction and others didn't, or you don't know how to clarify your target market, or you want to refuse to niche down and you want to you know market to multiple different people and you're not really landing with anybody. Those are the times when you feel frustrated, where you go back to that goal and you've written it down and you've taped it on your wall and you've taken time to really think about why and what that goal means to you. So setting goals is important. And then clarifying the why and the what of the goal is more important than the goal itself, because that's going to help drive your internal motivations. So I want you to think on what the goal is, the why the goal is, and then we can start getting a little tactical and we can start thinking about how are you going to approach Instagram? So one tip I want to give you would be to set some boundaries on this tool, Instagram being the tool. You want to use Instagram as a business tool and not like a hobby. And hobbies are something that you don't really... You kind of do when you feel like it, if you're in the mood, when you have more time. Now, if you're going to be using Instagram to, let's say, increase your email list by 20%, then you want the strategy behind using the tool would be more like you are checking Instagram or you are posting and engaging with like-minded similar accounts for 15, 20 minutes, let's say four times a week, and you've scheduled that in. So if you're working a full-time job, maybe during your lunch break, right? you've got an hour lunch break, and for 20 minutes out of the 60-minute break, you're going to dedicate towards using Instagram as a business tool. Or maybe you have a different time of day that you want to really double down on using Instagram as a business tool. But the idea is that you've practiced time management and you've added into your calendar when you're going to use Instagram. Maybe you only respond to and send direct messages at a certain time of day. Or maybe you tell yourself that you will post stories showing your face two, three times a week during that time that you've already scheduled. And so setting that time and creating a schedule is actually part of what I teach in the Dietitian Boss Method. It's actually one of the first lessons I teach because if you can't make time to consistently do something, then you're not going to be consistent. And if you're lacking consistency, you can't expect results. So what we focus on first in the Dietitian Boss Method is the process. And then we look at the results that the process yields. So the more consistent you are with the process of posting regularly, of using Instagram as a business tool, of keeping on a schedule to some extent, the better chance you're going to have of getting sales and getting interest and then giving yourself the chance to clarify your message and make sure that you are resonating with that person that you intend to serve. So you want to schedule in a certain time of day and you want to make sure that you are sticking with that schedule consistently. And you want to also be mindful of your thoughts and feelings that come up when you're feeling resistant 
Because oftentimes a lot of our clients are resistant to show their face. They're resistant to be vulnerable. They're resistant to reach out to people that they don't know. And that's all very normal. And when we think and we can reframe our mindset from feeling awkward or even ashamed of engaging with people related to the market we intend to serve, if we can reframe that as you are helping people, let's say with chronic disease, or you are learning about what the concerns are among audiences that struggle with high blood sugar, that can help you reframe your mindset and be consistent with your ability to really learn about your target market and really understand how you can create better, more clear content that can transform their lives. The last aspect I would add to that is market research. And you know, that's a common thread that's discussed on this podcast very often. And that's part of the Dietitian Boss Method is teaching you what market research looks like, why it's important, how to do it, how to incorporate market research into your schedule on a regular basis so that you can learn more about your target audience and then you can be responsive to what they want. And in a recent podcast episode, I was interviewing Tara, one of our clients, she's a Dietitian Boss alumni. And she said, by following the Dietitian Boss method and doing market research regularly the way I teach it, she was able to take her ego out of the equation and create content that her audience wanted to see, not that she assumed they wanted to see. And what that got her was five clients. And that's the amount of clients she wants right now because she's actually working full-time and she feels really good with her job. She doesn't hate her job and she wants to build this business on the side to tap into her creativity. And she wants it to be a side hustle. I think that's beautiful. And I definitely recommend you to listen to that episode because she shares a lot of great experiences that are really inspiring and that shows that businesses can be ran at the level that you want to keep it at. And you can choose how you want this to look for yourself. To show you from that example is that market research is an opportunity for you to learn how you can create content that will land. So market research is the ability to explore and look into some basic statistics. Let's say if you're working with diabetes, diabetic patients or diabetic people, you want to know how many people in America have diabetes, how many people have type 2 diabetes, people have type 1 diabetes, how many people are whatever kind of stats associated with that chronic disease. And so if you're able to be aware of some of the basic statistics, that's very basic general market research. And the next step would be you looking at conversations people are having around diabetes. What are their concerns? What are their frustrations? What is it that their underlying fears that they need support with? Is it that they don't know what to eat to decrease their blood sugar? Is it that they're lacking confidence to eat certain types of foods? Is it that they're having some body image issues? So whatever those issues are and doing market research and talking to people regularly on social media, and even if you can find people outside of social media, is going to help you get more clear as we go back to the goals that we set. And I gave you three examples at the beginning of this episode. One of the three examples I gave, and of course you set your own goal, is all going to... Your market research and the processes that you're going to regularly employ on a daily, weekly basis are all going to funnel back to what your goal is. So if you want to make your first client and you're really clear with who you're serving, what problem they have, and then you're finding people intentionally on social media that have similar problems and you're listening to the words that they're saying and you're engaging in conversations with them, you can then create content in response to what they want and need. And that's going to help you land in front of the Explore page. Or let's say that you want to increase your email list and you're already making content, but it turns out that the content you're making is not really resonating. It's not landing. And then you're actually looking into what they want and need. And you're identifying that you needed to shift your content a little bit. And once you've learned that from what the audience has validated and said that they want and need, your content is going to get more people to click on the link in your bio and grab your free guide. So it's really important 
important that you are creating the infrastructure, which would be setting the schedule so that you're regularly posting and engaging, and that you're doing the work so that you're diligently looking into market research and having those conversations with people that are have the problem that you intend to solve. And you're looking through hashtags and seeing what are the conversations that they're engaging with. And then the next step would be creating content in response to what their concerns are. And what's most important in this conversation is making sure that you are open to communication. Because one of the easiest things to do that I find is so hard for dietitians, and when I say easy, I mean it's overlooked, is to have conversations with people. Even if it's a 5-10 minute conversation, if they're willing to hop on a call or a video chat, or however people are willing to engage in whatever medium, telephone, video conference, or email communication, direct messaging, personal messaging, having conversations with people about what their concerns are and what they need and how you as a business can support their problem through your content marketing strategy, that is what's going to help you reach your goals faster. And if you can identify your mindset right now after listening to this podcast and reframe your mindset to shift towards how you can support and serve people who you intend to transform, you're going to have a much easier, more effortless, more enjoyable time making content, engaging in social, and contributing towards your marketing strategy and towards your business plan. So I hope that today's episode, you learned a few things. We covered a lot, quite a bit from what it's like to set a goal, the actions you need to take to set it, setting boundaries on social media, and also what is market research with some examples of what you can do to take more strategic action when you are using social media as a powerful tool that it is to attract attention and get folks to buy your product or service. I hope this was helpful. Helpful. And go ahead and find me on Instagram at Dietitian Boss and send us a direct message with what part of today's episode stood out. And we look forward to seeing you next time. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.